Hello friends, how are you doing? You getting ready for this weekend? Have you noticed that the weekend and the regular weekdays mush together sometimes a little bit differently when you're trapped in your house? Or maybe you are a healthcare worker and you're very aware of exactly which day it is and how long your shift is. Or maybe you're at home working with your kids running around and your partner running around and it's hard to work, so you definitely notice the weekend. For me, a freelancer, it's always been a little blurry. And now, with my son out of school, it is pretty darn blurry indeed. And I'm going to use this occasion to talk about a tarot card that we can think about as we move on to our weekend. And um, I will talk about it both as a regular tarot card and the Burner's Oracle version of it, which has a little Burning Man twist. And I'm going to talk a little about the astrology of the moment because there's some big action happening through the weekend. It's worth a mention. Right now, I am staring at the moon. A lovely little half moonish in the daytime sky out here in the National Forest. I am tucked under my jacket, my required puffy jacket that non-people who didn't grow up in Central Oregon, we all seem to have these when we move here. I'm hoping that will protect us from the wind, but maybe you can hear it still blowing through the treetops, which is quite lovely. And there's a plane out there Oftentimes these days, I don't hear planes much at all. Don't miss them. I really don't. But it's a gorgeous day. There are white, puffy clouds. You know, kind of uh, like the Simpsons clouds at the beginning of Matt Groening's The Simpsons. And they are puffing happily through a blue sky. And the early springtime sun is warming up much of the earth around me. I'm sitting on pine needles. There's snow nearby, but not right here where I'm sitting. I invite you to take a nice breath. And if you have some piece of nature around you to look at, look at it. And if you don't have a piece of nature, what do I mean by a piece of nature? Well, we're all natural, right? But you can sometimes look out your window and see a green growing thing. I almost said a green glowing thing. That would be interesting too. (laughs) You might see a tree out there. You might have a house plant. You might have an apple. That's natural. Or something made out of wood. Or you might have a memory of the last time you were really immersed in nature. You could use that, too. Or take one of these little website pictures that I post. Or even the nature that lives in your imagination. Sit for a moment with nature. Nature being earth. Nature being all that creepeth and all that groweth out of the earth. 
nature being this crazy little fly that's buzzing me right now. Nature being wind and soil, water and rock, seasons and cycles, growths and inevitabilities, the smell of sunlight on soil. The feel of a seed in your hand, a pine cone, a stick, a flower as it's wilting, the rough bark on the side of a tree, the knowledge that underneath your feet, underneath your feet and the floor, and the shoes and all the man-made stuff. Underneath, somewhere under there, there is soil and there are stones. And beneath that, presumably, there is magma, molten rock, a fiery core at the center of earth and of nature. Breathe and let yourself feel that core under your feet, under your body, miles below you and still connected to you, the center of this earth, this material planet we live on. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing to be a part of. It's really an honor to be here at all. I'm not sure what I believe about lifetimes and such, but I do know it's an honor to be living this one, to have a body to be propelled about in, or a body to propel about the world, however you want to think about it. The body, soul, mind combo, and our senses. I'm so delighted to have these senses that can perceive such incredible beauty. And yes, also pain, fear, terror, and, you know, to be honest, just discomfort. Little prickly things, things that uh, make one uncomfortable. When we're out in nature, it's often uncomfortable. Especially if we let down our guards, take off our shoes, and walk where we can feel the soil, the pine needles, the stones. It can be very uncomfortable. And yet it can, it can be incredible and awesome. I do it regularly. And it's worth stepping on the wrong, you know, sliver or pine cone here and there for me to really feel the earth beneath my feet. Not just in some kind of metaphor or energetic way, but for realsies. And this might be a good metaphor, a good image to bring with us into this weekend. The card that I have for us is a big one. It's a card called The World. If you're familiar with tarot, you're already familiar with this card. 
I did pull it reversed today. It's upside down. So the tarot is divided into two main sections. The minor arcana, or pips, are the um, smaller cards, I guess is the best way to put it. And they map to a playing card deck. There's four suits, and each suit follows certain patterns of meaning and each corresponds to one of the four elements. Earth, air, fire, water. Then there's something called the Major Arcana. This is typically depicted as cards number 0 through 21. And a lot of people like to look at this progression from card 0 through 21 as like a particular journey, a story. A narrative. And it's kind of, it's very fun to read it that way, by the way. And you can uh, imagine yourself as these characters that appear on the cards along your journey. Many people map this to the, the hero's journey popularized by Joseph Campbell, if you're familiar with that. So... That whole thing, that whole major arcana, like a very big cycle in one's life, starts off with card zero, which I mentioned the other day here, I think. I think I did, yeah. The Fool. And uh, that's right, I mentioned it uh, in conjunction with pulling the, um, the Eight of Swords. So card zero is The Fool, and that's a youth setting off on a new adventure. And these adventures take a person through the lovers, the hermit, uh, the tower, the devil, all kinds of things. And then as you reach a culmination in your cycle, you finally get to card number 21, the last one in the Major Arcana. And it is called The World. In the Smith Rider Waite tradition, this card depicts a woman and four beings and kind of an oval around her. And there's lots of esoteric stuff around these symbols. But today I am going to just talk about the feeling of the image and the place that it brings us in that narrative, that story. It's the world. It is the culmination and manifestation of a whole lot of stuff leading up to this moment. The world, this earth, your individual world as a person, our collective universe. So if you've done a bunch of spiritual work, but you're not sure if that has anything to do with your everyday life when you pull this card it typically means that yep this has already been exerting force on your quote-unquote real life and now is the time when you're going to see that come to fruition in some way and the same could be said of emotional work the same could be said of work you haven't done that we haven't done 
singularly or collectively. This card says, let's learn from all the stuff in this cycle of our lives. Just when I said that, the wind really kicked up. Goodness. It will manifest and it will allow us to take stock and to take leadership and take ownership. It's basically a really good card. However, it's not always an easy card for the people who draw it. And when it's reversed, I would say even more so. I'd say the earth casts a shadow. Maybe it just casts that shadow onto the moon. But it does cast a shadow. Things that are manifest and real out in our real lives um, can be hard to deal with, right? I think we're all facing that right now in coronavirus land. The simple things of earthly life may feel more difficult when the world is reversed. So on the one hand, we're manifesting the natural results of a long period of time. And I'm going to say right now that means each of us as individuals and it means us as a collective. And it's making it painfully obvious that some parts of our material lives aren't working so well. We are awkward and we're so used to just ignoring them. The body is treated kind of like a fetish object, right? It's ignored and then we... Um, slather it with expensive creams or send it to a fancy doctor and give it medicines and tinctures and such. But often we're forgetting to actually inhabit it. And the body, the body is our personal echo of the world, the manifestation of the whole planet and its nature. The body, our individual body, represents that world and echoes it. It's kind of like a, an as-above-so-below thing, really. As-within-so-without. Micro-macro. If any of these kinds of uh, bits of verbiage make sense to you, that's what I'm going for here. And so we are here dealing awkwardly with our own bodies and our planet that we inhabit collectively. When we pull the 21 card, the world reversed, it can say manifestation is not easy. It can also suggest it's going to take a little time to kind of turn this card upright, to be in a place, to get ourselves to a place where we can feel gracious in the world. And we can feel that we stand with and upon the world and that we work with its energies not in a dominating way but in great harmony great harmony and yet taking a leadership role and having the just rewards for things that we've worked for that process is slowed by our world card being reversed I mentioned astrology earlier which I don't think I've mentioned astrology in here much um, 
But the astrology of this weekend is also completely relevant <laughs> to this whole line of thinking, to this world being reversed. We have a conjunction coming up of the planets Jupiter and Pluto. This conjunction is happening in the sign of Capricorn, astrologically. And I'll just mention that astrological chart time and, uh, and the symbols it represents are different from what you would actually see if you went out and looked at the stars. And there's lots of reasons for that and somebody more technical than I could go in great depth about that. I'm not going to do that. But within, I'm just going to say that within astrological uh, chart time and space, what we have right now is Capricorn as the location for this kind of big deal. These are two big, important outer planets. Both of them pack a big old punch when they do anything interesting. When they ingress, which means like move into a new sign. When they form an important aspect to other heavenly bodies uh, or to something in your own chart, right? Um, your own astrological natal birth chart. So um, everybody this weekend, regardless of whatever's in their birth chart, might be influenced by Jupiter and Pluto coming together in Capricorn. And this is happening around 22, 23 degrees. Uh, and I'm only remembering that degree point because it's a very big one in my own natal chart. So this is a whopper for me this whole winter. It is uh, kind of thrumming a Pluto note that was hit in January when Pluto and Saturn came together, both in Capricorn. Saturn has since moved along. We had Mars come in right around virus panic time. And there'll be an exact conjunction, I believe, on Saturday of Jupiter and Pluto. What does that mean? Well, I'm just going to say... Happening in Capricorn means that we're getting back into that Earth energy. Pluto is the god Hades, right? So this is an underworld journey planet. Where Pluto is, we can expect darkness. We can expect a little bit of hell. We can expect a respect for death. I like this about Pluto. Pluto's prominent in my chart. And uh, I'm a Plutonian. I'm down with that. If you're a goth or whatever, you're, you're going to be fine with all this Pluto business. You're attracted to it. Pluto plays with power. Pluto plays with death. And massive transformation. This ain't always fun. You'll be shocked to hear, I'm sure. Gee, power and death. That should always be a hoot. Well, it isn't always a hoot. Jupiter is um, a planet of great expansiveness and power. They're both quite masculine-oriented as well, if you, are, if you believe in uh, following masculine and feminine energies and aren't horrified by that sounding too binary. So we've got these kind of powerful dudes going. Jupiter is Zeus, basically. 
you know, like, I'm the god of the gods and I'm going to throw a bolt of lightning at you. <laughs> Positive, though, Jupiter often brings a very expansive quality to whatever sign or whatever house in your own uh, natal chart. If he's like crossing over your fourth house, you'll probably be experiencing something related to your home life. That's just an example. Um, so, so Jupiter coming up and hanging out with Pluto in Capricorn, I think that's a massive expansion of our feelings of being embodied, of having these bodies being on this earth. Earth energy can feel overwhelmingly heavy, right? I mean, just think about, like, if you think about the different energies, the elements, earth, air, well, air is going to feel light, earth is going to feel heavy, fire might feel kind of warm, <laughs> water a little wet. So it's just a natural quality of the earth element. And it doesn't have to be bad, but it's nice to be aware that it's there and that it could be exerting an influence on us. Those of us who are sensitive to this stuff, and, you know, some of us are, but we don't really follow astrology, so maybe we don't realize that this stuff's affecting us. Um, you might feel the heaviness of Earth energy. Ooh, a raven just flew over. Hello, raven. Hmm, there's your symbol. Um... Ooh, and it's talking too. What on earth was I saying? Um, yeah, so you might feel this earth energy as a great heaviness, even a stuckness. Or I would say, especially if you're, you know, whatever, sensitive, whatever word you want to use, in tune with this stuff, it may feel like, like gravity has increased. And you would be feeling this already, by the way, this whole winter, actually but then increasing again this late in this week. So you might feel like picking up your feet and moving across the room requires an incredible amount of effort. It may feel like you're wearing cement shoes. It may feel like you're stuck, like you're big, you're heavy. The planet's heavy and so are you. I don't think this has to be terrible. I think it can just be looked at and noticed and sat with and in. You may find yourself resist, resisting it. And obviously, it's up to you and maybe your astrological chart and the cards that you pulled today, if you do that kind of thing, would help you understand how that balance works for you. For me, I'm feeling it hugely. And there's part of me that wants to resist it and say, whoa, something really heavy is going on down there. It's too anchored. It's too big. It's trying to grab me forever. I'm getting out of here, man. And so maybe I'm just doing that mentally or emotionally. Maybe I could do that through ritual or physical exercise or literal flight. But there's a feeling of wanting to fly to defy that extra gravity, to defy that feeling of heaviness. Like, no, I will not be dragged down to the underworld with Hades. I will not feel pinned to this earth. 
I'm going to meditate myself or drug or drink myself into a, you know, lovely, airy, altered state. I'm going to build myself a special airplane and fly. So for some people, that could keep you occupied uh, and could be fun. But for some of us, I think the, the experience and the lessons come from saying, okay, this is not my time to fly. This is my time to sit on my big, fat, heavy butt and walk slowly across the floor with my big, heavy feet and be with my big, heavy body and my big, heavy planet. I believe that Pluto in this late, uh, later degrees of Capricorn, where it is now, has to do with substantiation. So, uh, I have a Christian background, so I often resort to biblical metaphor. Please indulge me. So in the, in the Christian story, Jesus Christ is the Son of God, is crucified, dead, and buried. If you don't know what crucifixion is, it involves that cross you see everywhere, and it's quite painful and torturous. He descends into hell for three days. This is an important piece of the metaphor, the myth, and the story. The underworld journey is essential for his transformation. Uh, if you're looking at it biblically, we don't know a heck of a lot about what goes on when he goes in into the underworld with the devil or Hades or Pluto or whoever he's meeting down there. On the third day, he rises again from the dead. He ascends into heaven. That's the story. For us, this, the journey, the metaphoric journey that we go on requires also an underworld portion where we go in and we go deep and we have, I can't tell you what your experience is inside there, inside the dark earth that you're not trying to avoid and fly away from. It's different for all of us and it's different for us every time. Most of us don't get to just go to the underworld or into Chapel Perilous one time and then come back and we're all like, hey, I'm transformed and like enlightened and groovy and that's it. It's a repeating process. We go down. We learn so much down there. And there's a lot of fun. Fun. Depends on what you find fun. Um, there's a lot of interesting stuff you can read out there about underworld journeys whether it's Jesus or it's um, Inanna and Ereshkigal or you know, whatever. There's lots of myths, right? Um, I won't go down that path right in here. But I think that this heavy earth Pluto time is a good one for going dark, going inward, allowing those kinds of journeys to happen. And with Jupiter hitting Pluto at this later degree in Capricorn, I think that's an opportunity for manifesting or substantiating what we've learned on our underworld journey. If you've been avoiding that journey, maybe you don't get to learn and see manifest at this time. But if you're willing to go in there, uh, it could be very rewarding. 
It's usually frightening, of course, but sometimes it feels better to sit down and go into an experience like this than to resist it. So that would be, that's how I plan to deal with these energies that really are like, I'm, I'm feeling them very strongly. They're not destroying me. I'm able to be with my family and have some good times, reach out to friends here and there. But, uh, but I'm also not avoiding these energies entirely. I'm sitting with them and I'm, I'm expecting that with this conjunction this weekend, with this world reversed card, I'm going to want to spend more time doing that. For me, that can be very rewarding and it feels like a relief sometimes just to go into pain or go into darkness and, and be there with it. It's such a relief compared to fighting it. The moon is rising higher in the sky now on this beautiful day. I want to add that in the Burning Tarot deck, our world card is represented by a guy carrying a big globe, like he's being, you know, Atlas, carrying the globe, carrying the planet. And he's in a little bit of a whiteout, or it's not a complete whiteout, but it's, it's a little dust storm. Um, I photographed him with my crummy camera and with his globe in front of my car. My old car is in that picture. <laughs> and it's a fun way to think about the world card because it's, it's very burner-ish. This guy, like his, this globe is part of his costume and he's just being Atlas, wandering, wandering the desert of Black Rock City carrying the world on his shoulders for everyone else. So in the burning tarot, when we pull this card reversed, I think it also indicates time to put down the globe you're carrying on your shoulders. It's fun to play that role as part of your costume, but in real life, that is not your job. You are not Atlas. I am not Atlas. The planet is not ours to move, quite so literally. So, in this time of great gravity and earthiness, we also set down some of our burden. Because we're already heavy. So if you have any illusions that it's your job to carry everyone through this crisis, to hold everybody's hands, and that everything that goes wrong, you should be doing something about right now, always, be a good time to set down that um, that idea. Just set down that, that heavy load on your shoulders. You can always come back later and pick up that delusion and torture yourself with it some more. <laughs> but right now, you may just need to tend to your own underworld journey and the heaviness you feel beneath your own feet in your own seat. Okay. Well, that's what I got for you. I also have much love. And um, thank you for listening. Thank you for sending me emails. I love hearing how how these little um, fake podcasts are intersecting with your lives. It's actually really fascinating. I'm enjoying it. Burningtarot at gmail.com is my email. If you have any comments, want to say hi. And what else? I'm having a sale on tarot readings if you want one. 
And those are on my site, tiffanyleebrown.com. There's a little shop link. And um, there's a reading called a proper tarot reading that includes an astrological birth chart thrown on an extra. You have to pay for that. But um, if you're curious about where this might be happening in your chart, I can provide that information along with some other goodies. If you need deeper astrology than I feel comfortable providing, I can also recommend uh, somebody else for you to contact or other astrological resources. So, super woo-woo weekend to you. Goodbye.